In today's Chrysalis Conversations, this is part four of our four-part feature episodes in 2022, all around working a little bit smarter in your business. Come and join some of your fellow business owners and hear their stories and their journeys to creating additional income streams in their business. Hi, I'm Nikki Collinson Phoenix, business owner, serial goal getter, adventure seeker, chaser of dreams, humanitarian, and believer that anything is possible. In this podcast, I will bring you conversations around transforming your business and life through strategy, mindset, kindness, compassion, freedom, happiness, and contribution. For myself and for many others who have walked their own path of transformation and discovery. Because life is short and life is precious. And in the time you have on this earth, I want to give you the tools so that you too can believe anything is possible and for you to achieve your own version of success and happiness, both in your work and your life. So are you ready to shine, transform and live your best life? Then welcome to the Chrysalis Conversations. All right. Hi, everyone. And thank you for coming along and joining me on today's episode of the Chrysalis Conversations. This is one of our final episodes all around creating recurring revenue in your business. And as you know, if you have been following us, we do these four feature episodes every year. And this is this year's four feature episodes. And I'm absolutely thrilled to have two more guests with me today to share their stories of what they've been working on in the world of health and wellness all around creating additional income streams. So firstly, I would like to welcome the lovely Debbie. Hi, Deb. Hiya. Debbie, can you tell us a little bit about where you are and um, well, the name of your business? Um, yeah, I've got two businesses. One is um, Alan and Warden, Kent College of Beauty Therapy. I'm a partner in that business, um, but I am coming away from that business probably sort of by the end of the year, beginning of next year. Um, been 15 years in a partnership there and it's time for me to move on as I've got um, so many other things that I want to do and it's better to do for me to do that solo. So then I've got Debbie Allen Therapies, which I've also been running. Um, I've been a therapist for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> and are you based in Kent, Debbie? Yeah, I am in Kent. Oh, fantastic. We're going to learn a bit more about your journey in a moment. And we've got the lovely Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for inviting me on here. You're welcome. Can you tell us um, a little bit about where you are and what you're up to? So I'm based in Bedfordshire and I am a chiropractor and I opened my clinic in 2009. And since then, I've been um, adding additional things to the services that we can provide so we now have sports therapy and we're about to embark on some movement um, education classes so it's very exciting it is really exciting and I happen to know a lot about what Leslie's been up to and it's been really 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 exciting all right so today's episode is all about creating those things like those recurring revenue streams and additional income streams and um as you will know, having if you followed me for a while, you will know that this is a topic that is massively important to me um, when it comes to making sure that all your income uh, eggs are not in one basket, because you never know what's around the corner. We never know what curveballs life is going to throw at us, what shitstorm is just around the corner, because there will be something just around the corner. And we need to make sure that when those things happen, um, our business is in a little bit more of a stronger place um, to be able to navigate. But also, so 
that we just have generally uh, more income coming from different sources and perhaps maybe impacting more people in different ways. And it is just really a cool business model. They say that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. I've got quite a few streams of income, haven't quite ticked the millionaire box, but uh, we're, we're working on it, working on it slowly. So what these guys did as at some point a little while ago, they made a decision to actually just kind of put their head down and focus on seeing what they could do either now in the future, but just opening up their minds to possibility about what could be possible for them in their business and in their future. But before we talk about um what the stuff you've been working on and the future bit. Um, Debbie, I want to come to you first. I know that obviously you have the teaching side of your business, but I want to talk more about the therapy side because that's really been kind of like the area that's part of your future and is is been a part of your business. When you look up until you know now when you're obviously exploring different options, if you look historically, what has your business model been in the world of you delivering your own therapeutic services? Has it always just been predominantly a one-to-one business model? Can you tell me what your historical business model has been? Yeah, it has been one-to-one, um, but I do also do groups and workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, b- before the pandemic, that would have been face-to-face only. Yeah. During the pandemic, I did some more training and I did a lot more work on the mindset coaching, did a lot more qualifications. Um, and I had to learn that online. I said, oh, I never want to do a course that's all online. But I've been putting it off and putting it off. And, and during the pandemic when I had the time. So, yes, I did do more online. But I won't be doing clients online and then did clients online. <laughs> and then I think that been... pandemic made people have to... Yeah think outside of the box a bit yeah and I think it wouldn't work because I'm a people person and that and I've always worked one-to-one and um, the group coaching won't be as effective as one-to-one than it was as effective (laughs) as one-to-one so yeah so things have changed and I've had to be open to that change yeah yeah and And prior to doing workshops but when you first qualified like right you know when you very very first started doing therapeutic stuff yourself um did you even consider that there were other ways to work other than one-to-one back then? Uh, I certainly I certainly was very conditioned into one-to-one working. Yeah, it was one-to-one. I left because um, I did beauty therapy, complementary therapies, went to work in salons. I also loved makeup, so branched into that, although I'm more of a holistic therapist. Um, I never believe... You know, they say you can only have one string to your bow. You can only be, pro- no, I'm a woman. I can have loads of strings to my bow. Yes, so, amen to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got into weddings in a big way. It's only that you do a couple, then you got recommended and then I did. So, but of course that is, a, you can only do that one-to-one. Yeah, yeah, You know, you yeah. can't sort of do, tell the bride what to do. You need to actually just get on and Go. do the bride, the bridesmaids, everything. Yeah, so there's been lots of things along the way. Um, but yeah, working working in salons and spas, it's, it's your one-to-one the clients. Yeah, yeah. And Leslie, if I can come over to you. So up until you started, you know, this this expansion of stuff, up until then, what what has your business model been like in your life as a chiropractor? So it's been purely one-to-one. So when I set up, um, many weathers chiropractic it was just myself providing a one-to-one service and that 
you know, for for a very long time, I felt uneasy about the fact that it was just a, a one one revenue stream that was coming in. So if anything happened to me or I needed to be taken out of clinic for any reason, then it had a quite a dramatic effect on finances. Um, more to the point that it's difficult to um, help everybody. So there's so many, so many people need assistance in so many different ways that you can't spread yourself so thin. It's really hard to scale, isn't it? Because it's only yeah. enough, there's only so many hours in the day yeah, and this, you know, and and then obviously COVID hit massively, and that really highlighted my my fear of of just the one revenue stream and the one ability, one way of being able to to help people. I mean, it was really frustrating at the beginning of the pandemic that the only way that you could help somebody was over over Zoom or Teams, and the only way that I had historically known how to help people was with my hands physically. So it was a lot of frustration, a lot of learning new ways to do things, but it, it highlighted that I needed to make a change that I had been thinking about for many years previous to that, but hadn't really got any idea how to do it. Yeah. So um, since then, I've looked at, you know, trying hold to on, get... Hold on, don't, we're going to talk about what you've been looking okay. at in a minute. <laughs> hold that thought, hold that thought. But what you've actually done is, is you've raised like another issue, like we talk about, you know, um, the the problem side of not having other income streams. So if you do need to be away from the clinic um, or from doing one-to-one work, that could be because of your own health challenges. It could be health challenges of a loved one. It could just be personal stuff that has to take you um, away from being with your patients. Um, It could be that you just want to go and watch your kids play the football match. You know, you just want to go and watch your kid do something or you want to go and be there for the school assembly. But, you know, that's going to take you three hours out of clinic, which means you've either got to lose that money or you've got to add it on somewhere else, which might not be convenient. Yeah, you've got to make it up somewhere else. Then you have the bit about like, you know, when you then have people who want to come and see you, who you desperately want to help, but you just can't help because there's no other way to help them. There's no other offer to say, well, I can't see you one-to-one right now, but how about you could try this, this, and this? There's no other place. The only thing you can do is either say, I'm sorry, I can't see you, or you end up working extra hours. So then again, you're back to trading time for money. And then you hit an income ceiling as well, because if you're saying, right, my life allows me to work with the commitments that I have 25 hours a week, and they're now full, and I can't work any more hours, then as well as not being able to help more people, impact more people, your income can't even increase anyway, because there's nowhere for it to increase into. That's right. Yeah. And it's really frustrating when you've got people that are desperate for help. And and because you're already saturated, you've got like a three month waiting list, which is an an awesome business problem to have. But it's not great when you need to help people. You know what? I definitely think there's a thing when you work one to one, solely one to one. There's been times in the past where I would say to people, I am too busy because I have no availability and then you know someone is like crying down the phone going I need you to help and you're like you're in this real hard thing about like I have to set these boundaries because these boundaries are in place to be able to one for my own sanity but also because the times when I'm not in work is when I am doing my other priorities whether it's my family or the school run or whatever but the person inside of you that went into this industry because you really 
care about making a difference to people is screaming out of like I need to help this person and then all of a sudden you're like oh just jigging some stuff around and seeing where you can squeeze them in but somewhere along the line something has to give to do that and then if you find you're constantly doing that there's a time when it can build up where you start to resent the fact that now your boundaries are being constantly you know flexible and then they're not really a boundary are they yeah it's a really hard balance yeah and it's a nature I think of, of us lot as service providers in that, that particularly with this industry is is that we did it because we care what do you think Deb have you had a similar thing um yeah yeah definitely I I mean even at the moment I've got a like a wait list and I give clients that are would-be one-to-one um, I, it's nice because I can cherry pick and stick to my ideal client, but I do get other people ask or that I've seen them and they'd like me to see the partner. I can, I've farmed them out to other people nicely. I said, I know um, yeah. perhaps I should be taking commission on that, but I do, <laughs> I do. But it is, but I have done it to my detriment in the past and learned from it. Yeah. Um, I will do you. Okay. I can squeeze you in this evening. I've rushed around and I've done it by that evening. You've done them and then you're just laying on the settee and a cup you don't yeah, because you've given everything and there is nothing left. No. For you. Exactly, exactly. And it and it's you know, boundaries and stuff is a real fine line that what we us lot have to really really navigate because the lines are easily blurred and and that's kind of really where when we know that we came into this industry to impact as many people as possible but also to be able to earn ourselves a good income we should be rewarded for that is to try and therefore look well how else these are my these are the this is the time I can give to my working life how can I maximize that in terms of impact and in terms of profit? So, Debbie, I want to come to you. I know that obviously you are still um, for a period of time with the other business as well, but I want to concentrate on like the future side and thinking about you brought in some workshops and stuff. And I want to just, I'm going to ask you about the things that you've been working on. But what I want to ask you is what was the biggest driver for you that made you think I need to explore this even further was it COVID or was it having a taster of the online space or just thinking about the future what was the biggest driver that made you go now is the time I actually need to look at some different revenue streams I think it's it's probably a mixture of things um I'm 58 so prior to the pandemic um, a few years prior, obviously men, menopause hit. Mm. All the different things that I experienced through that um, wasn't great, but I worked out how to how how to help myself, how to get through that various things. Get into a better place, then you get the pandemic, and at first it was just like, oh, I've got a few weeks off. But obviously then after a while, no, I haven't got a few weeks off. I'm not earning a penny. Mm. I literally am not taking in money. Some students were still booking, but it got awkward when the pandemic was extended and extended. Then obviously no one was going to do that. There were things I had been interested in. um, And that's why I mentioned the menopause, certain different things I wanted to train in, but had never found the time. Mm would never train online I don't like it I, I'm not going to be the one to sit in front of Zoom yeah by the time we were shut down for about the third time you're on Zoom yeah 
<laughs> I've, you know, and and it was. I was discussing with with my mentor who I did do the training with. When would be the right time? I don't think I'm going to be able to sit through Zoom. I think you'll be fine. Try it. Long days for training on Zoom still is not my ideal, but it worked for, for that. So yeah. it wouldn't be how I decided moving forward to do training, but I would say like three-hour sessions are fine. Yeah. I do genuinely think when you're sat in front of Zoom for like seven, eight hours is too much. It wasn't, it's not, I'm a, I've got energy, I need to move about, I need to get outside, I need to see daylight. Yeah. But so there are lots of things that came in. But the big thing, my husband and I are self-employed and we stopped earning. Yeah. And okay. And I've always said, no matter what, I always have the power to earn. I've never, ever doubted if we want something, we work and we get it. Mm. And then I was like, oh, yeah. There's a lot of things, a lot of obstacles in my way at the moment. So, yeah. But what's um, really good, though, is what you did do is a lot of people um, in my world and in our world that when the pandemic hit, because a, a big proportion were shut down for a long time, was how many people actually just went, oh, my business is closed or how many people just buried their head in the sand. And, and you know, this whole podcast even came out of the pandemic because yes I wanted to create a podcast but I hadn't planned to do it in May 2020 when it when it launched but I just felt this you know incredible desire to get people and go hang on a minute guys like you may not be able to do face-to-face work in your treatment rooms right now or mobile or however you do it but you can absolutely still work your business is not closed the only thing that's closed is the door to your treatment room um you can absolutely do stuff if you are willing to look outside of the box and it's been really interesting actually those people that kind of sort of that their ears kind of like perked up and went oh hang on a minute what she's saying and started to listen and started to learn and started to implement even though it was massively outside of their comfort zone and like with zoom and totally alien to them those people who did actually go let me at least see what I could do to keep my business afloat actually when I look at them now have come out the other side so much stronger and with so much um possibility and like they're now I can I know now that for those one those people if a something came you know in their direction again that was very challenging on the business front I know that they would quickly be able to modify and adapt those people who just went I can't even deal with this I'm not even willing to look if I can't be hands-on or face-to-face physically with somebody I don't even know what to do and I'm not even willing to look. Those are the people who have have actually really struggled since to try and rebuild and get momentum back in their business. So, you know, all credit to you for being one of those people that whilst it went against everything you knew, you went with it because you had that you had that determination. So, Debbie, tell us now what what kind of things have you been working on? Like what what's going on in your head about stuff that you think you can create? Because I'm ex- I'm interested to know what what's going on up there because I know that your brain works fantastically when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, share with our listeners what you've been up to. Well, I've already because women's health, having been through all of the, um, not just being a therapist, but having been through all of that in having trouble with periods, endometriosis, fertility treatments, then come on. There's a lot of stuff in a woman's life that's not great. 
and then menopause is like the cherry on the top. Do you know what? It's just it's just not fun, is it? It's just it's just not fun at all, this women business. I like to remind my husband regularly that he does have it. They do business. get away and then they don't have to go through all the childbirth. And that's right. You know, some people love pregnancy. I, I was desperate to be pregnant. I was pregnant and I was just sick all the way through. And I thought, yeah. This isn't the fun I thought it was going to be. No, I am a shocking incubator. I'm genuinely a shocking incubator. There is no, my body goes into alien invader. Is yeah. has just entered. My oh body. dear, mine does. Mine does. And I yeah. just got um, really, really, really skinny, but with huge boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I expect your husband was like, "Well, this is all right. I don't mind well, this bit." <laughs> that's fine. But no one looks at your face. They're just talking to your boobs, and before you're really obviously, showing. yeah, it was just yeah. the boobs that I have to say that you don't actually think are that great because actually all they've become is udders haven't yeah. they I mean yeah. they are no they're no longer like that great but yeah. so so you've you've been through that women's journey so I've been, I've been all shebang yeah yeah so what I like to do is help other women through their journey even being a young mum you know I had a bit of postnatal depression before that was a thing um and and I you know when my daughter had a baby it's the exhaustion the hormones everything that causes it so I like to help one with mindset to get through that this is okay to feel this shit, but you will get through. Sorry if I've just said that. No, no, you, you are welcome. This is this is this is not a censored podcast. This is a real life human podcast. No, that's, yeah. So um, the first thing I've done is I've done like a. It's just an ebook that comes out. It's free for anybody. But hormones, um, aromatherapy, essential oils for women's health. That's a Excellent. short one, just yeah. with some hints and tips and ways to do that. Um, also for people in the industry, because I'm on WhatsApp all the time with groups who get stuck with licensing for semi-permanent makeup, all sorts of things, and they need help there and then. So I'm actually looking at um, working on guidebooks, literally take you from A to Z, how to put the work in, how to do it. So, so how-to books that yeah. are out there for everybody actually this is if you're thinking of going into this business this is all the things you need to do also to make sure people are doing it properly so many people go and do quick courses do something in beauty therapy go to get a job go uh, oh it's not insurable oh those those qualifications aren't recognized the quick night the 9.99 udemy groupon course learn how to be a beauty therapist in in, you know two hours yeah Yeah. and there are so many and so many look so really really good until you want to progress and you want to go on something else or you want manufacturers training and they where are your qualifications are you know it's just doesn't so 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 books that take you right from scratch right to becoming a qualified therapist and running that business that's that's the important thing because then people like they've got the qualification of what do I do with it now well exactly and we we know you know exactly how I feel about that I mean that's really why why I've even been able to do what I do is is to fill that gap because because it, it just isn't there so many people have that qualification but don't have the business knowledge to do it so there's lots of lots of stuff in the pipeline for you Lots of stuff, so I need the time to do it. Some stuff is readily produced. Um, and the other books is just, or the, the it'll be Amazon at first, self-publishing. So, But I've 
know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I've kind of got the um, need to write it. It's an outline. But what I'm going to do, so I've got, a, I had a group of friends around who were all um, control practitioners, mind coaching, hypnotherapists. Yeah. Um, around my house, we did tea and cake to meet up. One of our colleagues has flown over from America. So we was all chatting and they all were showing off what books they've produced and, and two of us didn't. And some of them just write children's books. It's nothing to do with their therapy, yeah, but they, yeah. they, but they, you know. And I thought, oh yes, well, in the pipeline. And this this other guy who's actually good at IT, I'd like to do that. Shall we do it together? I said because I know what what to do. I bought the course in it. I know so, and I'll make sure he does it because he's got yeah. the ideas. But and selfishly, he's good at IT. So when I get <laughs> when I Great get combo. Stuck, Exactly. And we'll make sure each other does it. So we've said, I'm, I'm going away this Thursday. Holiday, not going to do anything. And then we're going to start working on, and we both have the ideas, but it's no good just having the ideas and having scribbles. We'll be accountable to each other. Actually, we're going to work through and get this done. Fantastic. Fantastic. Excellent stuff. I'm going to come back in a minute to ask you a little bit more. Okay. Um, Leslie, so you mentioned that uh, COVID was a big driver for you to be able to, you know, to start looking at this stuff. Was it your only driver or was, I know you mentioned about obviously the waiting lists and other things. Was this something you thought about in the past creating where, you know, generating income from other streams or was that kind of the, the main thing when you said, enough's enough I mean like for me mine as I've mentioned in the past with people my my catalyst was my back injury um what what was the main catalyst for you do you think wow gosh um quite a few things really because I've been thinking about it on and off for many years but never had the time to be able to to look at it in a way that was actually going to be workable moving forwards so the pandemic gave me the space to to actually sit back and review everything and think, how am I going to work this forwards? You know, previous history of, um, well, there's been quite a few major events in life that have um, sort of shaped the way that I do things. Mm. Um, so going back to the beginnings or big trauma with, within the family where there was a major accident, which which took took me out of the job that I was doing at the time prematurely and then it couldn't go back to the job that I was doing in in that prior to that trauma mm. and then that sort of gave me a springboard to end up training to become a chiropractor and then obviously working throughout that time various other life things have happened you know unfortunately I'm um, became a single parent when my daughter was 10 so setting up a business yeah. around about the same time when she was 10 to work around her school hours so I could still be there and be mum but also be financially independent so I could you know keep a, a roof over our heads and build a business in the same place so it was a constant like treadmill of run 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 to try and just keep going at that so it had been like a little voice in your <clears throat> head for actually a really yeah, really long time really long time thinking there's got to be a way to make life a bit easier but never really had the space because you've got to earn a certain amount you've got to see a certain amount of people you've only got a certain amount of time to do it in before your mum or it's a constant yes, juggle a isn't it <laughs> constant juggle <laughs> So, so really, what, yeah, sorry, carry on. 
I, I got to the pandemic and that became like a major opportunity for me to actually step back, you know, take out the whole stress situation of, of not earning for three months. It was a really good opportunity to start thinking, right, how can I shape this differently so that I can actually do what I had been intending to do many years ago, but never had the time to do it. And that, that was the catalyst to start looking at different things. So, um, so tell was, us, tell me what you've been working on. So, yeah, we've just taken a little break from today's conversation so that I can tell you about my Chrysalis VIP Business Club. So if you're a female health, wellness or fitness professional and you would love to be part of an industry-specific business club with access to business mentoring with me and guest trainers, other training and to be part of a sisterhood of fellow professionals who will link arms with you to help you succeed and also be there to give you a virtual hug when things get a little bit shitty and the going gets tough, then our club is the place to be to build a business and a life that you are proud of. I'm not going to list all the amazing reasons you should consider joining our club because frankly, I'm going to be here all day. But I will ask you just to take five minutes to visit the info page and you can find that at www.nikicp.com forward slash VIP and see for yourself. Hey, maybe why not just try us out for a month and see if perhaps we are your people. As Rumi said, seek those who fan your flames. And we are 100% a club that loves to fan each other's flames. Because you know, by lifting each other up, we lift ourselves too. I hope to see you in there soon. I was really, excuse me, I was really lucky to be able to go back to work, obviously with all the PPE on and still work in a one-to-one thing. So I, my main focus was just getting back and, and seeing the people that were desperately in pain and needed to see me that I couldn't see. But alongside that, I had discovered your uh, VIP couch through the pandemic, and that was starting to, to go, oh, okay, maybe this is achievable. Maybe I can start looking at other revenue streams. I'd already started training to be a Feldenkrais movement practitioner, um, so that was something that was coming up for the future so that I could offer movement classes, not just um, in person, but also online. Um, because being a chiropractor, like I said earlier, it's, it's hands on. I couldn't do what I wanted to do yet without being physical with somebody. Whereas the, the movement stuff through the Feldenkrais method means that I can actually help somebody from a distance. It doesn't matter whether they're in the room or whether they're the other side of the world. So that I had started on that, but sadly, I hadn't gone far enough through it when the pandemic hit. Having come through the training for that, I'm now able to start doing um, some movement classes. So that's what I'm going to adding into the to the business. What I also did was I was a just a single chiropractor working on my own. Before the pandemic, I'd taken on a sports therapist to work with me in my clinic which was brilliant, but I had also been looking for another chiropractor to help me with um, you know, the, the workload that was coming in. And that had to go on hold because of the pandemic. But after the pandemic, I was able to then bring in another chiropractor. So then I've got now there's two of us as chiropractors and I've also got two sports therapists. So I've got a fabulous team of really, really good therapists who are working their socks off and making people feel much better with really good results. So that has now nicely set up a little bit more space for me to be able to go, okay, I don't have to keep 
you know, working 100 hours a week to be able to see the people that need to be seen because there is capacity for other people to help, not just me. So that's meant that I can now focus on adding in the movement side of things, which is so we're now chiropractic, sports therapy and movement. So there's a whole bigger package. So this is not just one to one. So the movement is going to take us on to being able to do bigger groups and more online stuff or you know in-person groups which will just really help people in their wellness progression you know we can help them get out of pain it's a journey then isn't it Yeah, exactly so it becomes something that you know can help them I mean if I can't see them immediately there are things that we can do with movement um, uh, lessons in the future Um, but once we've got them into a state where they're much more balanced, then it's a, a lot easier for them to continue their journey of staying well by taking on on board certain exercise classes, you know, like Pilates, yoga. Um, and But the Feldenkrais method is just awesome. It has it opens up so many more possibilities and it comes at it in a very different way to yoga and Pilates. And it's really exciting. And do you mind if I say that one of the things that I know that when I watched with working with you was such a difference was when actually you started outsourcing odd little things as well? Yeah. (laughs) Of just like not, of actually becoming like what we call like the CEO of your business rather than, you know, running the whole shebang, almost like micromanaging every little bit. because your time was just pulled in every direction, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's just n- never enough hours in the daylight, many people. But it, I think that whole thing of being self-employed, working on your own for so long, mm-hmm. you end up wearing so many hats. And then yeah. because you know how every single bit of it works, of the business works, and you are so, it's, well, it's your baby. It's your baby, it? absolutely. It's your baby. And you, you kind of like, do I let someone else have a little bit of that? Oh, no, I want to hang on to yeah. it. But it's just having that confidence to go, yep, you've got a really good team around you. Spread the load. And my word, has it transformed things? Just tiny, you know, the tiniest little thing of being able to just spread a little bit so that I'm not being pulled in so many directions. And I can have the time to think of the other things that are going to make the... Well, it's the, also the having the time to work on your business rather than just constantly being in your business isn't it absolutely yeah that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from working with you yeah but it's no you've done I'm really excited actually about because obviously I know that there's even more to come as you go through your training um how you're you know be coming up to when did we start probably working it was about November last year wasn't it and I think when I look at your your changes in your practice from November and the visions and stuff that we talked about you being able to uh, realize over 12 months I mean you're already there and it's not even 12 months so you've done you've done absolutely fantastically I'm going to come back to you in a minute to talk to you a little bit more about uh, the future stuff Um, Debbie when you look to your future vision when you look I'd like you to like just envision sort of three years time what what does your your business and your life look like in three years time with these things that you're working on right now you know and I'm a 
uh, I'm one of these people that's really, you know, yes, I, I business coach, but I, I, I'm, I'm a life coach as well. There has to be a balance between, you know, we can't just focus all on one at the expense of the other. So when you look, say, in three years time, all of this stuff you're creating and thinking about and working on right now, what are you hoping it's going to create for you? What's your business and life going to look like in your perfect picture? In my perfect picture. Yeah. Um, and what will happen? Will I will have yes. a lot more flexibility. Um already the minute I come out of of the training business, my first thing that's gonna happen is I'm not going to do so much. January is gonna be I've got places I need to be in the UK, people I need to catch up with. So I need to be able to have that flexibility and that time to travel a bit. I know it's winter, I know it's not very nice. But then I haven't got to worry what the weather's like in the UK. I haven't got things to no. do. So I want. So I've got things I need to do. People I want to catch up with. I've got um, my second grandchild due on the first of February, and I'm going to be on on hand and available to help because there's only going to be sixteen months between those two kiddies. That's going wow. to be a lot of work. Um, and I want to be there. I want to be. I want to be the fun nanny that can be there and do stuff. Um, but I can't just retire and not earn. No. So obviously, I still need to have. So a lot of online stuff. Um, one-to-one, I can, I can still fit that in. It won't be that I'm doing it all day, every day. That That's not going to happen. So I'm hoping by then I've actually got my online stuff and my ebooks kind of out there. I can be promoting them, but they're, they're out there to help people and create revenue so that I can just take a step back for a little while. I, I dare say boredom will kick in and I want to do more, but I do want to, to have a little bit of time. And in three years' time, um, yeah, I collaborate with a lot of people and that's good through networking, um, starting a new networking group as if I haven't got enough to do, but with um, a friend, Kelly, who's also a, a brilliant VA, so I'm going to be doing more with her and we're going to start a networking with a difference, but there will be meetups. It's not just going to be an online one. So there's quite a bit of stuff on. So over the three years, it's it's developing that to create income. But I do want to be, I don't want to be there for my family as well. And to see the little ones grow up and be there to take to school, drop off. Oh, sounds a perfect vision. Thanks, lovely. Love it. Um, Leslie, what about you in three years' time? What 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 does thing what do things look like for you? Well, very similar, but a better balance with the work and life mix, so that I can do the things that I really want to do. Though I still have a long list of things that I would like to investigate and achieve, not just from work perspective, but also hobbies and passions. And also, you know, since the pandemic, my daughter moved in with her boyfriend and they've developed their own life and and so when I was seeing her every evening at home I no longer obviously have that opportunity to see her so we have to make time to see each other and when you're already in a very time limited um, working environment it's um, you you've got to sort of diary that in otherwise it doesn't happen so I want to be able to have the flexibility to to see more of her and and spend more time with my partner and do all the the lovely things that we do outside of work but but could do more of so it's really <clears throat> being able to work <clears throat> sorry 
smarter rather than harder and, yeah. and get that you know so it is balance isn't it balance yeah because if I don't look after myself I'm not going to be able to look after my patients and everybody else who needs looking after but so, isn't it true so many of us though we sacrifice one for the other don't we we just like yeah. just give 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 and forget that actually you know you can't really pour from an empty cup um you you give you give your best stuff when you're feeling the best don't you you yeah, know absolutely and it's and that's really you know the whole slowing down with um covid meant that you know we couldn't go back at the same rate that we were going back at and i'm thinking okay this is an interesting way of working but it's actually more sensible because then i'm not you know wearing myself out to a frazzle so i've got nothing left to give so i can you know pace myself better and in fact that means that i can enjoy life better etc etc so it has a knock-on effect and there's nothing worse than than having a job that actually you've loved that then becomes something that in some way you're not loving as much because it's either pulling you in too many directions or physically or mentally draining you. And it's just it's really awful when when that feeling comes in that you're like, I, 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 I've loved this, but now in this moment in time it's not filling my cup, you know, it's not ticking on my boxes, the balance is completely out of whack. And now I'm not getting that level of enjoyment. And and it's only it's in our power, it's only in our power to be able to re- rebalance that stuff, isn't it? And uh, bring yeah, it to a place. Yeah, so only I'm, we can I'm really, it. really lucky that I absolutely love my what I do. And I will never stop doing it, even, you know, as I keep doing it until I leave this planet. But I do want to do other things. Mm. I really do. And, you know, so many things have been put on hold in the past that I just need to get that balance so that I can have a, you know, the life that I want to live. Yeah. Like everybody should be entitled to have. And absolutely. only I can make that happen. And through the process with you, I have managed to get some procedures in place and various things happening in the future that are going to give me that life that I want to live. Yeah, and that's fantastic. That's fantastic. What a great vision. Um, Last question I would like to, I'll come to you, Debbie. Over this journey that you've actually been specifically looking at your vision and what things you can do and how you can modify, what, what have you learned about yourself? Um, some of it that I have lack of patience in certain areas (laughs) (laughs) to be fair I like to be able to do something and I like to be able to do it instantly and that's not always possible Um, some things have taken a little bit more working out Um, I've also learned that you do need to delegate some stuff There's no point in thinking in any business you can run all departments of that business because even a sole trader, there are lots of bits involved. And if you're a creative, you're not necessarily going to be the person that's great at all the tech behind the steam stuff. Mm. So luckily I have some really good people who can help and do that for me. Um, But I've learned I am more capable at doing some of that so it's not necessarily I can't do it I dislike it and I've had to accept some stuff it's not that I don't have the capability it isn't my chosen thing so I'll even find washing the kitchen floor I need to do that first rather than and it's not that, that the procrastination kitchen floor, isn't it it? <laughs> it, is, it is that thing that you'll find other jobs that come first so 
And then I've had to, no, you're going to sit down, you're going to do this, do this to the end. And then, oh, I could do it. Oh, I am okay at that after all. Um, it still doesn't mean I like doing some things, but I'm, I could do most things I don't want to do. But, you know, it's a really great insight in that, actually, if there are certain things that you know that are the ones that actually you would rather clean your floor than do, then if you get if you are able to, those are the ones that you really want to look at outsourcing, because, you know, when and, and often outsourcing stuff isn't anywhere near as frighteningly expensive as people think sometimes yeah you might have a conversation and go okay I can't I can't invest in that yet but I know for the future what I'm looking towards and other things you 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 know I've reached out to people and said can you help me with this and they said yeah it's going to be I don't know 20 quid or something and my head told me it was going to be 200 pounds and I'm like oh okay you can definitely do that because the the thing is it's that thing isn't it what the things that you don't like there's someone out there that loves that stuff, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. I mean, Definitely. they literally skip out of bed in the morning to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, we we have chosen to do the work that we do because, you know, the actual work, the client work is the stuff that we love the most. All yeah. the stuff is the bit that we kind of have to go with it with a business owner. But if we can get to a point where we gradually just chip away at outsourcing yeah. the stuff, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm never going to work and write my own website. I write the content for a website. Someone else puts it on the platform. Yeah. If I if I find the updating too quickly, he's great. You just send it over. I yeah. normally send it over at the weekend, just because that's where I found the time. But I'm literally first thing Monday morning. What would have taken me ages is done in like. And this is the thing, like as a tech people, like when we've qualified, like when I qualified to be a chiropractor, that didn't come with a tech degree. No. You know, it didn't come with it. There was no tech module in there. And yet, obviously, with today's like day and age and stuff, we're having to, to learn how to do tech. And tech was one of the one of my first things. And I started outsourcing when you realize that something that's taken me two days takes someone 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's a no-brainer because actually if you put a value on what you could have earned over those two days, had you have been doing the work that floats your boat um, with your client work versus the two days you lost, and then how much does it cost to pay someone to do that in 10 minutes? I mean, sometimes we can get so stubbornly stuck in our ways of like, well, I've got to work this out that actually it's not good business sense. To sit and you know, yeah, I, I do think it's a good idea to have a rough idea of how your tech works, to have an overview if it's of interest to you, but to have an idea of how your systems work. Because if there's a problem, you need to be able to just look at it and have a rough understanding. But the actual nuts and bolts stuff, you know, we didn't, if we wanted to be tech people, we'd have gone and trained in tech, wouldn't we? Yeah, for definite, you know, and we don't want to sit all day long online and but but it's also great when you have like groups like yours so i'm in the obviously you've got the christmas cafe but in the vip group there's always going to be someone in there who does know how to do something yeah. maybe probably you but that's <laughs> because you've now worked it all through 
But you can just also, it's nice to be part of something where you can ask a question and everybody else said, oh, yeah, I struggled with that. Yeah, because it, it can I be a lonely business, doesn't it? Yeah, to yeah. know that you're not alone. But even with, you know, like the Facebook and Insta, they keep changing it all. And what the hell's happened now? Someone like, knows who's been ahead of the game, like when it keeps changing profile that's driving me mad at the moment. Driving me mad. You know, but other people know because you think, oh, is it something I've done? No, this is a new thing. And so it's, it's I think it's important to have a group of people around you that you don't feel stupid to ask. It's support, isn't it? Support yeah. makes a huge yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. thanks for that, Debbie. Leslie, what about yourself? What do you think you've learned over this process about you? Oh, gosh, learned so much about myself that, um, you know, the biggest thing was that I'm such an overthinker. I've and you can vouch for this as well I absolutely interrogate everything to the nth degree which is very frustrating and I do that across every part of my life but it has actually taught me that I don't have to overthink everything I can just you know like your action the the um the words that you said my 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 imperfect action is better than perfect inaction Yeah. yeah absolutely and it's actually all right to get out of my comfort zone. I have just been put out of my comfort zone in so many ways. You know, before COVID, I had absolutely no idea about tech whatsoever. I still don't have that great an idea of it, but it's I have managed with it. Before COVID, I was just doing paper, everything, paper diary, paper, you know, just totally everything. I had no online presence. Um, I'm still working on that, but everybody had come to me through word of mouth so I had never needed to to do anything in social media so that this whole kind of like scary technical social world has just been you know put me out of my comfort zone massively but I'm really pleased with how I'm tackling it and I've changed my mindset so from the oh that's not for me I just need to carry on as I'm doing I'm going actually that is absolutely what I need that is 100% for me I can do this not not a and I, you know, I'm going to make a success of it. It's going to be fabulous. And I am going to get there. There's it's seeing no... possibilities, not limitations, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. It's just opened up a world of possibilities. So, yeah, it's all oh, good. That is fantastic. That's fantastic. So the future is bright for both of you guys. huh? It's very, very exciting. And I hope that um, for you guys listening, wherever you are in the world right now, that it's given you some inspiration of what could be possible for you too. If you just have a look at where you are right now, have a look at where you want to be, you know, maybe what you've taken from this is a bit of strategy about I need to do this and this, maybe, you know, oh, I've got an idea, maybe I'll do um, an ebook, maybe I'll run a workshop, maybe I'll take on some extra people, Um, maybe I'll do, maybe what I need to do is outsourcing to help me grow or maybe what you've taken from today's episode is actually I just need to change my mindset because we've talked a lot about the power of you know having a mindset that sees possibility um, and that is willing to look outside of the box and maybe what you've taken from this is a big mindset shift or maybe you've taken a bit of both which is fantastic Uh, but what the the emphasis on these episodes has always been about encouraging you to look at your current business model and think about all the possibilities that could come in your direction that would take you away from earning that money and saying, is your business future-proof? Are you able to still earn income if something came in your way that was going to take you away from it? Or are you looking at your life and your business and are you looking at it and saying, it's really, really wonderfully balanced? 
or actually is there an imbalance somewhere that I need to address whatever it is that comes into your business and your life I hope you have really really enjoyed these feature episodes and it's really got your juices thinking like the old creative juices about what could be possible for you too if you want to explore any ideas you are very welcome to come over to the Chrysalis Cafe which is my free group and just kind of say hi and let us know where you are you've got just under 2,000 people in there who will give you lots of advice and guidance to be able to support you and it's also where you will find Debbie and Leslie too. Um, Debbie if people do want to connect with you away from um, here having listened to your podcast and what she sounds really cool I want to go and hang out in her world. Um, Debbie what is the best place for people to connect with you and I will be putting um, Debbie and Leslie's links on the show notes so it'll be underneath here but Debbie where's the best place to connect with you? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Debbie Allen Therapies so pop on there and and, uh, give me a follow and Uh, and, uh, we can meet up on there and also you did happen to mention about your um, stuff to do with the menopause stuff your download is that available it will be available at the end of this yeah I will be popping that out at the end of this month all the self-help um essential or guide yeah but yeah because that, that, that will all be I'd put that all through my Facebook group that'd be brilliant because that sounded absolutely fantastic and Leslie where is the best place for people to connect with you right now so the best place to connect with me is on Facebook and so just look up Leslie Manyweathers I'll pop up there uh, and then from that I am setting up a group for curious wellness seekers to help with everything to do with movement and keeping pain free and that's uh, effortless movement for curious wellness seekers I love that name love that name um so thank you so much guys for coming and sharing your journey um Debbie thank you for your time today hope you enjoyed it definitely thank you that's brilliant and I know Debbie has grandchild number one in the background who has been being well looked after we haven't heard a peep out of her um, whilst we've been doing this so uh, bless her heart so you'll be back off to do your cool nanny duties in a minute and uh, Leslie thank you so much for your time thank you Nikki it's been a pleasure to be on here no it's absolutely wonderful and guys please do go and connect with Debbie and Leslie away from here even if it is just to pick their brains on their journey uh, as well as to see what they're up to Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this final feature of the four feature episodes and uh, wherever you are in the world I wish you a wonderful rest of your day and I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode take care now (laughs) bye-bye